Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is a more interesting topic overall. Um, especially because, like, I think an interesting angle on it is uh, how much dead money the Cardinals are eating by releasing him. We are like you. We're the dreamers of the NFL. I'm Jacob. And I'm Trevor. And we dream big together about all the coolest scenarios in the NFL that may or may not ever happen in the league. Wouldn't it be cool if they did? Hello, sir. Trevor! Butthole. That's me. Aha. Uh-huh. You hear that? You hear that? I, that yeah. I don't know. The, the, the crack of the beer? <laughs> we Do we need two? What do you mean? Like two recording? Like a, uh, oh, yeah, maybe a new. When we do the transition, right? Like a second crack of the beer. Or you mean, or you mean like you need to crack your own beer? I mean, I'm never, I'm not opposed to that. Um, if you got a beer just laying around, uh, no, I just thought it was funny because I had grabbed this for, you know, I was having dinner, and I was like, oh, I want to have a nice beer with my dinner, and then I was like, oh, I haven't had, haven't, haven't opened this yet. Might as well do that considering we use that as our transition, anyways. Love that. Yeah, I don't. I was planning on going on a run after this, but I guess runs are good with beer, right? Well, if you don't have beer, how are you going to run with the beer? Are you going to run and go grab your beer and just drink it as you're running home? Yeah, I'll do beer miles. I'll just do laps. It's aggressive. It's aggressive. It's this hardcore both drinking and running right there, which is real commitment to the game. You got to respect. Two stones, Trevor. One bird. Kill two stones. I say that all the time, and I love the double takes I get because nobody's seen that video. And it's just so ingrained in me. Got to kill two stone one bird. They're like, what? Like, you know the same. Yeah, yeah I, I'm trying to think, too. I forget what the video is called. I know exactly what you're talking about. Domingo it's, Ayala. It's the baseball. Domingo Ayala. That's right. Yeah. Guy's a guy's a legend. That's funny. Um, I hit bombs. Who is he? The same guy as Dinger? I got to hit my wood nice and hard. And for that, I use Cialis. <laughs> so funny. Um, this isn't a family friendly show, is it? When is it ever? I mean, well, it's not. No, I mean, I'm not opposed to that being cut. Um, I mean, the, no. It's never not. The 17th episode, and I'm asking that question as if I don't know the answer already. Well, I mean, it's never that vulgar. That, that's that's taken it a step further than we typically go. There's plenty of other... The F-bombs are, are rampant. I mean, I'm... Everybody knows Trevor's got a potty mouth. But, uh... Outside of that... I'm, we're pretty family friendly. Yeah. Fucking sports. Unless Cialis 
for some reason needed a, a, a platform to run an ad on. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed. We could, we could read a few words about no free pub, no free, you know, for the, for the right price. But until then I, yeah, I can't piece of our fucking, you know, 20 average listeners. They can, they can come at us with, you know, their checkbooks, probably blank. I would say, I would say. (laughs) 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 Oh, uh, Look, that's going to change, actually. This summer, we're going to ramp things up, and we've got some big things coming out closer to the end of this summer. So for the for the listener, keep listening. Thanks. Thanks for the support. <laughs> why, are we, why, are we, why are we tipping our hand that we only have one, and it's just our mom? I'm speaking to – okay. <laughs> I mean the listener, you know, like the li- listeners. Plural. I was just thinking, yeah, I'm I, trying to make it personable to the the person whose ears so I'm inside of right now. There's so many out there. Yeah, we've got listeners in multiple countries. I mean, we're... speaking of listeners, uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if DeAndre Hopkins listened to this podcast? Because we're about to talk about that fool. It would, right. unless he's going to be offended by anything I say, then no. It would. Actually, you know what? I hope he does get offended by something I say, like tweets about it and gives us some free free pub just for being mad. That was a hard transition, too. Dude, wouldn't it be cool to see oh, DeAndre Hopkins? Hard day. You're going to have, you're gonna have uh, a tough, tough, tough time, you know, just, just holding the reins, staying on the horse. Horse. What? What horse? Uh, just just keeping me on the tracks is the horse. Oh, huh. we'll see what we got. All right, so DeAndre Hopkins just got released. He did this this past weekend. He did. That right was pretty. The it was uh, it was on Friday, I believe. Memorial Day weekend, celebrate, kick off to summer, right? Not on Thursday. Um, doesn't really matter what it was. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, he was it, it was our like, he was planning. I mean, he knew he was gonna. Hopefully, he was trying. He was trying to get traded. Like, he's not bummed about this. No, I mean, look, he's still getting but, paid, so I wouldn't be. I'll say this: that it, it's not a bummer, if so long as you find a, a new home. If he gets to keep playing, um, totally not a bummer. If this like hinders your ability to find a spot on a team, yeah, that kind of sucks. I don't know what he thinks about that, but I feel yeah. like that would suck, especially he's still in the prime stages of his career. Yeah. So, Jacob, I don't know. Do you do you know who we're, who we're talking about here? DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, we're the talking guy about who wears. Andre Hopkins. Uh, like duct tape mittens for hands. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's not going to have a problem finding work. All right. Like, uh, I don't think that's at all a concern. I know. He's more concerned with how much he's getting paid and who's throwing him the football. 
because whoever's throwing the football is going to dictate very largely how much, how many numbers he can put up and how good he looks and how much he can win. So, also, I mean, this very random side note, Miami is up by 21 on Boston in game seven right now. Like, oof, brutal. Boston thought they were going to come back from 3-0. Couldn't make it work. Anyways, um, but yeah, no, I think – Congratulations, Heat. Yeah, Hopkins is not going to have any problems. Um, I think people – teams just saw the writing on the wall with his situation in uh, Arizona and, knew, and didn't make a trade because they knew that he was going to probably be available at some point anyways. Um, so, you know, the Cardinals really didn't have any leverage, so – they just said, all right, we're going to get rid of them and save the money on our cap. They're going to eat the cap space this year when they're kind of already expecting to be bad with Kyler Murray coming back from an injury um, and them kind of in rebuild mode. And then, you know, he'll be off the books by the time they get back to get back to it the year after. Right. And hopefully that's a full full strength year and they can really start improving as a team. But we'll see. Um but I mean, for DeAndre Hopkins, he's stoked. He's you know finally going to be able to get some clarity on what the hell's going on in the in his immediate future, right? So, you know, he's talking to teams, and I I, I would expect. I mean, I would think we're probably going to see fairly soon. I don't know. He is kind of at that age, and that he, he could do that. You know, on that veteran presence, I'm just gonna. How old is he now? He's thirty. Oh my gosh, that's not. I mean, that's, like, relatively old for football years, but I would hardly say that's – he's not winding down anytime soon. He's got at no, least one, at maybe two more contracts after this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's – it is like, he's still one of the best receivers in the NFL. Like, again, why I say yeah. he's not a problem getting work. And – but it's like he is – he's at that stature where he could just wait until after, you know, the main – part of training camp gets done and sign with the team then like right before the season and then just come in and you know not take all those you know miles of hard grueling work on his body you know yeah yeah totally so i don't know we'll see but i i i kind of expect that he's probably gonna since he's gonna be going to a new place you know that receiver quarterback relationship's important um I would expect he's probably going to get in there sooner rather than later. Um, but it all depends on what the market looks like. Um, and depends on what he really wants, right? Does he care about – is it is it money that he's going to care about? Is it rings? Is it, you know, a combination of all of these things, which it always is in the end of the day? Um, he goes back to the land of good barbecue. You know what I'm saying? You know where I'm going with this? Back to the land of good barbecue? Dude, wouldn't it be cool if, if he got together with Patrick Mahomes? The Chiefs picked him up. The Chiefs could use a receiver like him right now. You thought I was going to say the Texans, huh? I knew you were thinking that. Um, <laughs> I was kind hey, of funny. I think I'm funny, and that's what matters. I think we covered that in the last episode. Um, no, yeah, I, that, that would be cool, but I'll do you one better. It's like, you know, the Chiefs are the perennial. Like, they've already been dogging on people, right? Like, it's time for a new king. 
like, wouldn't it be cool if he went to the Bills? And them over the hump, you know? I mean... That would be a wild receiver room. Dude, him and Stephon Diggs on the opposite side of the field from each other. And Gabe Davis in the slot. Gabe Davis. uh, They just drafted, what, Dalton Kincaid, the tight end. That's really just a receiver. Dawson Knox. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're loaded up. There uh, and ready to go. So yeah, that would be. I think that'd be. I think both places would be a fun landing spot. Um, and I think there should be two teams that are really they're going to be the two front runners going into this, just because you look at it's like, hey, they've got the quarterbacks. Um, that Hopkins is obviously like those are two of the best quarterbacks in the game. He's not going to have a problem with playing with them, right? Right. They're, that are ready to go win Super Bowls. And, you know, I don't – I think both teams are in such win-now mode that they're not going to be scared to drop, drop a decent chunk of change and be like, hey, come play with us for a year or two. I think he's at the point in his career where he's going to do a bunch of, you know, short-term deals um, where he might bounce around a little bit. Um, you know, once I feel like once players get past that, like, first team, they're not, you know, as prone to just sticking – in one place, you know, and he was in Houston for a while, but now that he's gone, he's, I think he's going to be one of these guys that remains super productive, but because he's so expensive, he's like kind of a luxury rental that teams go and grab every year when they're trying to make a run, which, uh, a luxury rental. I've actually not heard that term used in reference to a player, but that, that is spot on. Like, oh, yeah, he's going to be like a one year rental, right? But, like, not like a one year rental, like, oh, we just need a stopgap quarterback. Like, we're not going to be very good this year. Like, no, no, you're bringing him in because you think he might be that piece that's going to bring you. Like, he's going to be playing on competitive teams, but on short term deals um, where he can just cash out, you know, and go. But hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he signs a long term deal. But that, I mean, this is just kind of what I feel at the, the league is going towards now is these guys betting on themselves. And just, I mean, salary cap cap goes up every year. Guys get paid more and more and more. And the longer that he shows that he's a great receiver, the more he can get paid out on it. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Dang, dude, the bill. So that's such a different receiver room than, than the chiefs is the chiefs. You have this younger, less developed receiver room. He would definitely be wide receiver one there. I He's may, I don't know. That's tough. I think just with the chemistry Stefan Diggs has with Josh Allen, he's probably not wide receiver run uh, wide receiver one with the bills. We'll that does, and that's not a knock to his talent at all. I think it's just the team you're going into or like the, the situation you're stepping into is different with both those two teams. Yeah, it is. Um, I think, yeah, I think for from his standpoint, though, it's like, that, yeah, does he care about the numbers or it, or like, it's like I don't know, actually, he doesn't, it doesn't even really matter. Like, he's so good and like, those, those quarterbacks are so good and those offenses are so good that like, he's going to put up the numbers. Like, even like, and Stephon Diggs can still put up his numbers, you know. 
just like Travis Kelsey's always going to put up his numbers, but guess what? If he goes to if Hopkins goes to Kansas City, he'll put up numbers there as well. Um, because it's not like we're talking about like like at worst he's the second best option on these teams, right? Yeah. Hopkins is the second best option is going to put up number one receiver numbers. Like he's going to be borderline indistinguishable from the other guys. And I don't, I'm not convinced that he's a second option, even with Diggs. I see what you're saying about the, um, the chemistry and everything. But I think like really what you look at is like, like what's, how, how do they play football? And I think, I think Hopkins is the volume possession receiver, right? That You just, you get the ball going to him early and often. And then Diggs takes more of the, you know, he's going to run the more developing routes and he's probably going to catch the ball a little bit less, but they're going to be bigger plays. Um, yeah, they're both going to put up numbers. Like it, it, it's, it, that would just be ridiculous. I I'm, mean, I'm trying to think too. Because something that's been popular, uh, probably started about 10 years ago is this like shadowing wide receiver trying to, uh, or like neutral air air games that way you can make the team more one dimensional the run kind of dominate like the two sides of of an offense on that side of the ball when you're playing if you have uh, like just an unstoppable receiving core a young quarterback who could run throw probably throw to himself and catch too like i don't know i i wouldn't count anything out at this point like how do you stop that you can't just send your best corner or safety to shadow the the best receiver and neutralize at least one guy because there's just no i guess that when's the last time we saw a team like that because there's definitely been a couple of those teams that have had i don't know why the first one that pops into my head is is uh like a Vikings team from the the early two thousands, late nineties, I think, with like Burleson and um, uh, Carter. I'm trying to think, they yeah, definitely existed before, but I that's just it, that's I a, I, I've been trying to think about it too. I I don't know if there's like this 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 level of two true superstars. Like there might be this level of like production, right? Like I think about. Um, Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. Oh, uh, that's a that's a Denver, good one. Denver's offense at the peak of their powers. They both went and like went for like uh, both went for over a thousand yards for a couple of years in a row or something like that. Um, but I don't know if there's ever been this level of like 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 Hopkins and Diggs are like we're talking definitely top ten receivers in the league, borderline top five guys, right? Like. Like that's next level, right? And then you get into that argument. It's like, okay, who's who's got the best receiving core in the league, right? <laughs> they would definitely you'd have to argue that it's them. Um, and even to see twice a year, you're gonna see, it would see if Hopkins goes to the Bills, it'd be Hopkins and Diggs and Davis against uh, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Well, okay, there's the Dolphins. Another, like those two, are it's a ridiculous tandem, right? And then you've got. The unheralded Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf up here in Seattle. Plus, we just drafted Jackson Six and Smith and Jiggler. I mean, there's some 
there's some receiving cores out there that are getting loaded. And I think really what it is is the talent at the receiver position with the way that the NFL game's going, guys are just at the, getting so good, so young, and are so prepared for what they need to do at the NFL game, at the NFL level, right? And the way football used to be, it was way more of a run run oriented. Receivers had to be bigger, stronger, better blockers, right? Now it's right. so much about the air game and just route running and can you catch the ball? Can you get open one on one? And these guys are getting so good at it so young through, you know, how big football is getting as a whole with, you know, like seven on sevens. And they get up and the offenses they they're in concepts they're running in college are now very similar to what they're doing in the NFL. And I mean, the talent at the receiver position is ridiculous. And it's it's I in my opinion, right now, it's just the best position to watch in the NFL, top to bottom. Um oh totally. Totally. I mean, it's it, the talent there is ridiculous. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just, I, I hope Hopkins goes to a place where these, uh, I, I hope he goes to a place where the quarterback can make him shine as, as much as he, like, show as good as he is because he is a ridiculous player that can do some ridiculous things. Um, and if he goes to either of those two places, talking Kansas City and Buffalo, um, it, it, it's going to be fun to watch. So um, another team I've seen thrown around is um that that's another one that trying uh, to him, and you got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Yeah, I believe I oh, got it. I think they've got they've got one of those guys is hurt for this year or something already, um, which is just classic Chargers. Um, if I was him, I'd just stay away from there just because they tend to get hurt. Their receivers tend to get hurt all the time. Like you don't need that bad juju in your life. Um, but yeah, no, playing with Herbert would be. I mean, it's got you got to think that'd be pretty uh, pretty tempting. Um, I I I think uh, I think a sneaky team that could try and uh, there's a couple of teams that could sneak in there as like the dark horse guys that try and contend with uh, D- Detroit and uh, Carolina. Ooh. I think, you know, there's a chance that maybe the Panthers are like, say like, Oh, you know, like let's, let's keep loading up around Bryce young and try and compete sooner than people think we're ready to um, given like the way that they finished last year. Um and then Detroit, you know, they also finished last year. They've got this hype train rolling that's, I mean, choo-choo all aboard. Um, their bandwagon's going to grow substantially this year. I think they're going to be a pretty good team. You know, I, maybe they think Hopkins is that that last piece. Um, they also, they're going to be not, they're going to be without Jameson Williams, their first round pick from, or first or second round pick from last year um, for the first six games because he got suspended on like a gambling thing. Uh, so yeah. you know, they've got they've got the need, um, and I think DJ Shark just left left town, went and signed elsewhere. So you know, uh, be like him and Amon Amon Ross Eight Brown, right? Yes, and that's That'd another be like the top two. Yeah, um, and then J- Jameson Williams when he gets back, um, and yeah, so I I think which Jared Goff throwing to you, I mean that's not it's not nothing. Yeah, I mean, if he plays like the good Jared Goff, he's had times where he looks completely inept as a quarterback. 
And then he's got other times where he looks like a really good, like a really solid NFL quarterback. And you just don't really know. So I don't know. It's uh it's really something. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think those could be plays. I think, you know, you gotta think if if Buffalo or Kansas City is coming in with a strong offer that they're gonna they're gonna beat out those other spots, but I mean you never really know. True. Cool, 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 cool. Look at the top. In terms of total value is Devontae Adams, and he's 31. DeAndre Hopkins, I believe, is 30, so comparable age. Top and average per year is Tyreek Hill. Topping guarantees is Cooper Cup. I feel like he stacks up to both those guys. I mean, he stacks up to all these guys. The only guy, the guy who's going to really break it, break the market, is Justin, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. He will reset everything. But most likely, I bet you, I don't know. What's crazy about the Justin Jefferson... Uh, like resetting the market is the wide receiver market exploded the year he was drafted and then he was drafted and had an electric rookie year and it's just not going downhill like it had no chance to correct back down oh he's on like a like historic historic pace um yeah like 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 it, it's it's like we're, we're he's doing things that we've never seen before. The uh oh, what was the other team? There was one other team, not not Detroit, L.A. The Patriots. So another NFC or AFC East team. Yeah, um, they, I mean, they they've they been have looking into him. Yeah, they definitely have a needed receiver. It makes sense. Would that be um, cool, though? I don't think it would be. I mean, like... I Their offense is going to be better this year, I would think. They're gonna, since they're going to have, like, actual offensive coaches in there and they're going to change things up. Like, I think Belichick is smart enough to know that whatever he was doing last year wasn't fucking working. So, uh... We're gonna change that back up real quick by having uh, the fluid role of who knows who's the coordinator of what and calling well, plays and defensive coaches be your offensive coaches just didn't work out. Um. Yeah, and so I mean, I think, and I think you know, you look back like you you hope that maybe Mac Jones is really more more what he was his rookie year, right? When he gets that better coaching, and then all of this, you know, all all of a sudden it's you know, it's all it's all fairy tales and rainbows out there, and they're back to what they were when they had TV twelve. But um, I don't know, I I don't I don't get the sense that DeAndre Hopkins would really want to put himself through the Belichick program. Um, it's like, it's like, it was one thing to go through like what it meant to be a Patriot when you knew that you were going to be 
probably competing for a Super Bowl at the end of the year. Um, without Tom Brady there, you don't know that, and it's a lot harder to be a Patriot than it is to be, you know, a Chief or a Bill or, you know, one of these other teams uh, just because of what Bill Belichick demands out of his players. So I don't know if Belichick has the same, like, like, like there's, it's, there's certain guys that are going to be really attracted to that. And there's certain guys that aren't And for whatever reason. And I don't have any reason. Like, I, I really don't have anything to base this. It's just kind of like a gut feeling, but I just feel like Deandre Hopkins is not one of the guys that wants to play in the uh, Belichick type of regime. Yeah. Plus, I think they've been running the ball a little more often than they used to. Well, they've the they're past always, few seasons. They always run the ball. I mean, even with Tom Brady, I mean, they, they really base their, their team around the run game first more often than not. I mean, there were obviously times where they were more pass first, right? But I think usually they were more of a running team, right? Oh, dude. I didn't even think of this. Wouldn't it be cool if uh, DeAndre Hopkins went to the Ravens? Granted, I know they just spent a first-round draft pick on a receiver, but Lamar Jackson just inked a deal. Yeah, they they just drafted a receiver. They just... They got Rashad Bateman, who was a former first-round draft pick. They've got Odell Beckham Jr. Now they just signed, um, which I don't know if we've talked about on this podcast, but that's a pretty big signing, right? Um, that would be a really cool Oh, I, I forgot about OBJ. That that would be a tough sell because that's already beginning to get a little crowded for – Well, yeah, but, I mean, I think they are one of those teams that's been rumored to be in on him. So, you know, I mean, I, I don't think it's that far, far stretched. Um, you know, anytime you're talking about a team that could be looking at a Super Bowl, they it, it it's different. Like they they might go in like DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins is that level of player that he can be the difference between, you know, just being in the you know championship game, the divisional playoff game, and all of a sudden now you're really got a chance at that Lombardi Trophy. Um, so. You know, I don't hate it. Also, the the I, I can't believe this Heat game just ended. Like, the Heat were an eight seed, and they just, they're, they're going to the, the NBA Finals. That's pretty cool. Dang. Who? Yeah, they'll be playing the Nuggets. Lamar Jackson, DeAndre Hopkins, Dell Beckham Jr., Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman. J.K. That Dobbins. would be – oh, and J.K. Yeah, that's kind of a – that feels a little bit similar to a Bills type of offense. Yeah, I mean – Like a score on almost every drive type of team. Right. I mean, they're always going to be a run first team, but it's, also, it's, it's like, a lot easier to be a run have, first team when you have three, have four, four yeah. incredible 
talented wide receivers lining up out wide, spreading the defense thin, and then popping the thing down the middle. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, it's like it, it, it's a lot harder to sell out it for the run when you know you have to respect what both Odell Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins could possibly do to you on the outside, right? Like, I mean, like earlier you asked, like, you're like, oh, how do you defend, you know, like a combo like DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs or Odell Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins, right? And it's like the only answer is to have two elite corners to match it. Like, that's it. Like, those guys are absolute scheme busters, and you need to have a scheme buster of your own to match up against them. Otherwise, you're in trouble, right? Because you can't double them the whole game. Otherwise, you're going to get gashed everywhere else, right? So, good luck, you know. Um, Your your team needs to play perfect situational football um, and be really, really smart and disciplined. And everybody's got to really do their jobs, you know. Or you've got to have some special play from some special players on the other side of the ball that are just taking those guys out of the game one-on-one. Um. Which, you know, as rare as it is to have two receivers that are that good together, I think it's probably even rarer to have two corners at that level. I mean, I it's 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 not often that I mean like I, I, those those corners are so few and far between. The guys that can truly just completely eliminate a dude from a game. Like we're we're talking like the elite of Charles the Woodson and Darrell Revis on the same team, Deion both Sanders. in their prime. Virginia Deion Church. Sanders, yeah, like, like there's, there's, we're talking about you know five to ten corners ever that were able to do that. Um, who is that in the league right now? Like, who's who's the top two corners in the league right now? Don't have to be on the same team, but just. Oh, that's a good question. Um, Patrick Chatain is phenomenal, dude. He's still on his rookie contract, Sauce, and he he just got Sauce thrown up. That's pretty good. Sauce Gardner has already shown that. Oh yeah, he's was he? He, he, he was, was all pro, was he? yeah. He was first team all pro. Yeah, that's got to earn you some. Sauce Gardner, Patrick Chatain. I think I think that's my choices. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's still, still do Stephon Gilmore. Yes, I'm just kind of getting old though, and looking at, which is unfortunate. He was, he was, really good in his prime. He still is really good, but he, I think he has degraded a little bit in terms of skill level in the last yeah. couple of years. So, I mean, he's been kind of banged up the last like year and a half or so, but I mean, when he's played, he's been really good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. I I think what's going to be really interesting is to see where his where, where Hopkins' contract lands when he ends up finally signing, right? Um, because like I mean, he's on the level, right? Where you're looking at like okay. Tyreek Hill is the top on the terms of average per year at $30, $30 million. And then you got Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Stephon Diggs. Just going down that list, right? 
Stefan Diggs and DK Metcalf are both at twenty four million. Um, he's I mean, got to be making at least. He's going to land somewhere in that range, right? Or, or does he sign a contract similar to like what OBJ just signed, the $15 million fully guaranteed one-year deal, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he's, I feel like he's – yeah, he's probably going to come just under. Like, I don't know if he's quite going to set the market. Um, But, like, they'll have something in there that's, like, really friendly for him – That's a different They topic. being the whoever signs flow the chief chargers. Sure. That team. The Buffalo Chief Chargers. <laughs> Did you see uh the Titans schedule release video? Um Oh, dude, yes. What was the the Falcons one? Like the red, the red scorpions or something like that. Like I, the red dragon. I don't. I can't remember. But they like dude, actually that was like so funny. Twitter to whatever it was. It was the red stallions, I think. That's right. It was so. My favorite one was the group of girls that were so pumped. Like the cowboys, the cowboys, definitely the cowboys, and it like. It's the Colts logo. And you're just like, oh, they were so ready for that and they were so wrong. <laughs> the problem is they're like not that far off. Like the colors and the logo. Yeah, I could see why they would make that assumption, but so wrong. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys are America's team, right? Yeah. Nashville. Um. Yeah, no, that one. Um, I forgot why I brought that up, but uh, because DeAndre Hopkins is going to play for the yeah the Buffalo Chief Chargers. Chief Chargers. Yeah, that'll be the title of this episode: the Buffalo Chief Chargers. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm writing that down right now. The Buffalo Chief. Chargers. Do I hyphenate it? Nah. No, Chief Chargers is one word for sure. Oh. <laughs> Cap- capital C's, though? Yes. I think Buffalo Chief Chargers is all one word. It is. De- yeah, not even capital C's. Just, just the first capital C. No, like capital B, capital C's, but it's all one word, no spaces. Buffalo Chief Chargers. You can definitely make out what it is, but it's no spaces. Fair enough. Works or is me. it all lowercase? It's not all lowercase. Everyone needs to figure out what this is. There's no caps, no spaces. Nope. There are definitely some privileged letters that get to be uppercase. Okay. It's T, B, and C. And C number two. Um, <laughs> to the Buffalo Chief Chargers, one team I actually am surprised 
did make the list, hasn't been talked about, is not pursuing. Well, I can't say I'm terribly surprised, but um, anyways, the the Cincinnati Bengals for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, they do have, I mean, they've got Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase. Um, I, feel like I, just, got I think hit. the case I'm thinking is like, given the other teams we just mentioned, some of the, Why the aren't rosters, they like also... the Bills, Ravens. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, then what does it matter who else is in that locker room? Like, why are the Bengals not also? Yeah, to your point, like, why are they not also in the conversation? Seemed a little odd to me. I feel like there's something there. I don't know what, but why not? Parquet, no. Because um, I think when you look at the Bengals, like, you would say that wide receiver depth is a strength of their team. Versus that's just not the case when you look at those other teams. Like, sure, the Bills have Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, right? But, like, depth isn't necessarily a really good thing. Or, like, they need more bodies than adding a body like DeAndre Hopkins is always good for your team. Um, and then, you know, the Chiefs are really, you know, they, they, they got a little bit of depth, but they're really lacking the top-end talent. Um, I think... The Bengals, you look at them, it's like they've got the top end talent in Jamar Chase, and then they've they've also got the depth, right? Like where their third receiver is Tyler Boyd. Um, I mean that's something. He, yeah, he's not bad. He's not he bad. He can play football. So um okay. Um that that makes sense. I think that brings some clarity to my brain on on the Bengals and Hopkins not wanting to wear orange maybe um I mean, you that, meant- that could always play a role in it too does it really though do you think players are like I won't play for this team because I just don't want to wear that color I'm sure that absolutely plays a role in things at certain points no shit I be- I'm I bet you that's not many guys that care about that but I'm sure there are some. I bet you there's some where their wives are like, I'm not wearing that color to game days. So you better pick <laughs> a different fucking team. I mean, that's more common than the player caring. Okay. I could see that, I guess. Um, you mentioned the the Panthers. Yeah. Okay, tell me about that. Why 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 would the Panthers pick up DeAndre Hopkins? Well, they just lost DJ Moore, right? right? Uh, but you know they added in some. They added in some running back depth this year, and then obviously you bring in Bryce Young. Like, I mean, you got to build around your young quarterback, and maybe you know maybe Hopkins gets wants to wants to be a part of that process, and he he, he thinks Bryce Young is the chosen one, and he's going to help bring him to the promised land with the Panthers and all that, you know. I think uh, there's a team that could be, again, on the dark horse side, but, you know, they have a need receiver and got some pretty, they, uh, might, they might be intrigued. I, I mean, I think scarce depth and secondary in the NFC South, too. 
Hawks. That might be a fun league. Well, to... yeah, I mean, and you look like they they could. I mean, hypothetically, like this NFC South is so rocky this year. Like, I mean, you could say you could see the Panthers going and winning that division this year if Bryce Young plays well. So, you know, well, I mean, he could still even sneak into the playoffs. I mean, I think that's not out of the question. So. When you sneak into the playoffs, though, you're a four seed. You're going to host a wild card team who's a five seed, who probably has a better record than your team, but because they're in a competitive division, now have to go on the road. That's what and it do does. Do you want to be like... a one and done playoff team when the Bills and the Chiefs are also on the table? Maybe. I mean, Again, it, it all depends on what he's looking for and if he's going to sign long-term, short-term. Does he care about the Super Bowl now, later? Does he care about the Super Bowl at all? Does he want the money? Like, I, There's so many questions that need to be asked. And the the one question, the only one that's important, Trevor, is wouldn't it be cool? Would it be cool? Would he, would it be cool to see the Panthers? Um, I think it would be cooler to see him play for the Chief Chargers. Um, specifically the Buffalo ones. <laughs> um, that's just me. Um, I I don't know. It'd be kind of cool to see him play for Panthers. I do like to see like he, you know, who would say it's who, who's raising their hand saying, "Yeah, it'd be really fucking cool." Is Bryce Young? He's like, he's like, yeah, <laughs> I would, I'd really like that. Um, <laughs> but I mean. I don't know. I'd rather see him go to like a Bills or a Chiefs, personally. Like, let's go. Let's see you on one of the best teams in the league with one of the best quarterbacks in the league immediately, and let's just, you know, it's the age old thing. You know, let's see how high humans really can jump. Yeah, I think he would catch roughly a million balls from Patrick Mahomes, give or take two or three. <laughs> yeah, it, if it's a rounding error, it's only because it's uh, like one give or take two or three catches, right? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about less than like point oh one percent margin of error. It, yeah, it, high statistical significance to the the value of that metric. Yeah, exactly. A million. Put it in the books. Put it on the board hammer whatever the over is i bet you it's less than a million so guess what hammer it because he's catching a million thank you for listening to the greatest hypothetical sports podcast in the world if you love this episode then please click follow give us a five-star rating and give the next episode a listen we'll be here every week with a new episode of wouldn't it be cool yeah you know come and reach out to us on social media um our at is at wibc underscore podcast on both instagram and twitter um we'd love to hear from you we want to know you know what you guys think is cool what you think you know wouldn't it be cool